Welcome to Live the Dream. That name in itself tells you what the program is all about. It's about knowing not only about what you don't want, but finding out how to define and live the life that you do want. Now, here's your host, Karen Dillon, and co-hosts, Marissa Marseille and Tom Pearson. Hello, everyone. This is Karen Dillon, host of the show, Live the Dream. This is a show where we talk about how you can live the life you've always wanted and have all the things in life that will actually give you happiness. So today the show is going to be about the different types of people that we've worked with over the past 10 years that we've been doing the coaching process. And uh, actually, it's not only different types, it's two types of people. And the two different types of people that I'm talking about are, the first group is, uh, you know, the typical person that comes to us who's struggling with some problem and, you know, it's causing them a lot of pain in their life and their business, you know, something is stuck, they're not getting what they want. And then they start working with us. And guess what? They start to break through those problems, right? They start to achieve some results, but then something happens or they get to a certain point and then they just stop. They're like, you know what? Either they either have one or two things. They either revert back to where they started from or they just stop. They're like, you know what? I got enough. This is plenty, right? And so they have some progress. Um, either they, you know, once they stop the coaching, essentially what happens is they revert right back to their original state. Then, so this is the first group of people. The second group of people is a much smaller group of people, but it's a very distinct group. And these type of people or this type of person, what they do is, they start to break through their own barriers. Uh, they start to create results. And then what happens is that the pace at which they are creating results, the pace at which they are creating change in their life starts to accelerate. In fact, they start creating so many results, they start hitting so many goals that they have a hard time almost keeping pace with it. They have a hard time setting goals. Right? They'll set goals, they'll just bust through them, they'll be back, all right, you know, everything I talked about is already done, what do we do next? We set up the next plan. They're like, oh, great. That happened in like a much shorter time than I thought. What should we do next? What should we do next? As you can imagine, it's a very exciting way to go through the process. So I've always wondered, like, why is it that there's this group of people, which is a smaller group, that actually, you know, they just blow the doors through what we're talking about. And so I'll just give you one example of a client, you know, who started out just, you know, the same story, struggling, no money. His business was at around 800000 uh, $800,000 in revenue. And over the course of, I think it's like five years that he worked with us, he's gone from 800000 to $50 million in revenue. You know, and he's not stopping. You know, it's just, the, the pace is just accelerating. Because now he's talking about multiple businesses, multiple states, different types of things. Um, you know, and there are, this is one example. There's examples like that. Uh, the point is in these examples, the question is to understand why. Why is it that most people, when they try, you know, they achieve some success, but then essentially they revert back to where they were, you know, or they just, you know, sort of settle in into a slightly higher level than they were before, but it's just about the same, right? So what is the difference between people, these two distinct groups? So first let's start with the group that, you know, this is the majority of the people that we uh, sort of work with. Well, they come in. <clears throat> now, when we're trying to make a change, right? What is it that we encounter, if you think about it? Right? 
we've talked about the fact that is in the past that we encounter a lot of resistance. You know, we set our goal. I want to make, I don't know, just what, what do you want to make? 10 million, 100 million, whatever that number is, since we're talking about business here. Okay. And we're like, okay, so where are you right now? Well, I'm at 100,000. Okay. Got it. Or a million, whatever, wherever you are. Okay. So the first thing we've always talked about is that the first thing a person needs to understand is where they are because the challenge or the problem with setting goals is that people get fixated on goals. We've had people create their vision board and they set their goal. The pro- then what happens is they look at their goals and they look at their vision boards and they, they get depressed. And the thing is, I'm like, why are you getting depressed? This is supposed to be exciting because they're like, well, it's so far away. I'm so far away from these things that I don't even know how I'm going to get there. Right? And it's understandable that if you focus on the goal and you keep comparing yourself to where you are compared to the goal, yeah, that's why you set the goal because you're not there. That's you know, obviously not going to be a very exciting way to look at life. Well, you know, have I reached my goal yet? Have I reached my goal yet? Have I reached my goal yet? Yeah, that's, I understand that the point is to reach the goal. But if you're obsessing over the goal all the time, it's never going to help you get there, right? Because the thing that I, we always talk about is that the thing that you need to understand is where you are. Now, the question that becomes, how do you understand exactly where you are, right? What, what, is that, what does that even mean? The key to understanding this, the key to understanding where you are is to take a look at where you stop. Okay, whether it's a diet and exercise program, whether it's you're trying to make more money, you know, whether it is you're trying to make some other change in your life, the thing you have to do you have to look at is how far did I go and where did I stop? Because where you stopped is about as far as you can go. Okay, so if it was ever you know if it's a business, well you know once upon a time I had a business that made about five million in revenue. Okay, great. So you have the capacity somehow to develop a business that makes five million. Where are you now? Maybe you know it didn't work out. Whatever it doesn't matter. But that's where you are. That's the internal capacity you have because you've actually demonstrated it. Okay. So where you are, the only way to understand that is you have to live in the real world. The, the results have to be in the real world, not in your head, not something you can forecast. Okay. Because the important thing to understand about where you are is. That that is, like I said, that is where you stop. Now, the question then becomes, when you are going after something, why did you stop? Right? Most of us stop because the level of internal resistance that we, fa- uh, that we faced became so high that the discomfort level of pers- going any forward was not worth it. Even though we had a goal, you know, let's just use the numbers of, of business just to make this example easy. We wanted to develop a business that was $100 million in revenue, right? We're currently at one. We went all the way to five, and then you know, the discomfort level became so great. You're like, this, this is not worth it. I'm working like a dog. You know, my employees are such a problem. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. The IRS is chasing me, blah, 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 right? Um, and then you stop. You, know, you might stay there, or you might even shrink back to a lot less than $5 million, okay? So the question becomes, why? Why does somebody who's pursuing a goal stop and then retreat? Obviously, you know, if, we, if you've listened to any of our uh, shows so far, what we talked about is that we have two parts of our brain. We have the conscious mind and we have the subconscious mind, okay? The conscious mind is a thinking part where we decide, you know, we set goals. 
the subconscious, and that's uh, the conscious mind is 10% at the most. I mean, some people say five, let's just give it 10. The subconscious mind is 90% of your brain. Therefore, before you're going to succeed at something, the subconscious mind has to agree with what you are pursuing. The challenge for most people and the reason most people stop wherever they stop is because they have an internal belief system that does not support and does not agree with what they're pursuing. You know, I've had lots of people who want to make a lot more money, okay? But when I ask him, what is your belief about money? Usually, what do you find? Money is the root of all evil, okay? In order to make money, you have to be lying. You have to lie and cheat and, you know, deceive people. Um, and if, if these are your internal states, these are your internal beliefs, whether you're aware of them or, or not, how effective are you going to be at pursuing money? You know, I'm just using money as an example. You can apply this to pretty much anything. Okay? So that's the first thing you have to understand is what are my beliefs? Because as you go after something, the internal beliefs are going to limit how far you can go. But you know, we've talked about, okay, you, know, you, can, you can change your internal beliefs. You've talked about that. You can use your conscious mind and you can change your internal beliefs. Okay, so people do that. They're like, all right, you know, I'm going to focus on my goal. I'm going to make this much money and I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do it. Okay, so you might bust through, you know, first barrier. You might make a million or two, three, four, five. But if the belief internally hasn't completely been replaced, okay, you're simply overpowering it. What happens is the subconscious mind has a way of regulating this. Okay. And the tools the subconscious mind uses are very specific, okay? The tools the subconscious mind uses are specifically fear, anxiety, and doubt. The harder you push at something, the more fear, anxiety, and doubt the subconscious mind creates, okay? to a point where this gets ratcheted up so high that it's not worth pursuing it anymore. The level of discomfort is too great and a person stops, okay? So the question then becomes, why is the subconscious mind such an a-hole, right? What is going on? Why is it so, why is it against us so much? What is the reason the subconscious mind doesn't help us? That's the question I ask, get asked by people. It's a very valid question. In order to understand why the subconscious mind just doesn't go along with the conscious mind and the goals that we set for ourselves, is you, in order to understand that, you have to understand what is the purpose of the subconscious mind. Okay? So the subconscious mind is part of a more uh, primitive part of the brain, right? The conscious mind is definitely, you know, we call it the neocortex. That's the the new brain that we have that we developed as humans, you know, in the recent past. Uh, the subconscious mind is part of a deeper, much older part of the brain. The purpose of the subconscious mind is very simple. The purpose of the subconscious mind is survival. The purpose of the subconscious mind is to keep you alive. That's it. It doesn't care about what you want. It doesn't care about money. It doesn't care about cars. It doesn't care about your altruistic goals. You want to help people. None of that. None of that matters. Okay. The purpose of the subconscious mind is survival. It is to keep you alive. And the thing is, 
the subconscious mind is very good at its job. Okay, how do we know that? Well, one of the things we know is that there's 7 billion people alive today. How did we get 7 billion people? Because people learned how to survive. Okay, and we're, we're very good at it. I mean, in fact, uh, I think I read a statistic somewhere that there are more people alive now than have died in the entire course of human history. Think about that for a second. I mean, that's crazy. Okay, why is that the case? Because our subconscious mind is very good at its job. It is to ensure our survival. So what the subconscious mind knows is that where we are today, the circumstances we have, guess what? We are alive. Okay, that's all it cares about. So when you go and try to make a change to your circumstances, that creates panic within the subconscious mind because they're like, what is this idiot doing? He's alive. That's all that matters. And now he's trying to change his circumstances. This is crazy. So then it uses its tools. It inserts doubt. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this because it may not work. Then when doubt persists, that becomes anxiety. You know, oh, well, you know, this is something bad might happen. I might lose my house. I might, you know, my business, uh, somebody might steal money from me or this or that, whatever the anxiety it can create. And then if you keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, what happens then is then it, its trump card is fear, just absolute terror, you know. Uh, the biggest fear is what? Fear of death, you know. Um, there are other fears, but, you know, some people, when they're trying to change and they're making huge changes in their life, have said that they almost feel like they're going to die, okay? And those are simply tools the subconscious mind uses to keep you in place. And when it keeps you in place, by the way, you know, how do you know that it's keeping you in place? And how do you know that you're being run by the subconscious mind? You're basically living in survival. And what that means is you're living paycheck to paycheck. If you're a business owner, then you know, you're, you're just making enough money, uh, barely enough money to make payroll and, and get by. You, know, you just barely have enough time in the day to get all the work done, or you don't even have enough time to get the work done. You're just running, 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 running. Okay? It's just survival. Okay? When you are living in survival, whether it's paycheck to paycheck as an employee, you know, working dawn to dusk as a business owner, barely enough money to make payroll and, and pay your own bills, that's when you know your life is being run by your subconscious mind. That's when you know that you are the victim of your own fear, anxiety, and doubt. Okay? And this is not something that's unique to you know, a region. This is a global phenomenon. Because in another statistic I read was that the top 85 people in the world in, in terms of wealth, okay? The top 85 people in the world have as much wealth as the bottom 3.5 billion. That's half the planet. Now, are the top 85 people that much smarter or that much more evil <laughs> that they screwed over so many people? No. It's simple. They don't operate or they don't allow the subconscious mind to run their life. They simply have the ability to set goals, achieve them, and just keep busting through goal after goal after goal. And they get so far ahead of people who are living in survival mode that it's just, it's crazy, okay? Because what we talk about here is about, is how to live in abundance. Okay, that's really what we talk about. If you want to live the dream, right? You have to live in abundance. And you define how that, what that abundance means for you. Okay, um, if it means money, fantastic. If it means other things, that's fine as well. Okay. But in order to live in abundance, the first thing you have to do is to stop living in survival. 
in order in order to stop living in survival you have to understand the strategies of your subconscious mind which are fear anxiety and doubt okay in order to understand this you have to it's it's simply this concept which is fear anxiety and doubt are emotions okay emotions created by your subconscious mind to ensure your survival or at least that's what it thinks okay what that means is they are not real is that making sense the fear you feel the anxiety you feel and the doubts that you have are not based in reality they are simply strategies your subconscious mind is using to keep you alive because that's what it thinks you need to do okay that's the first step to understanding this so if you can understand use you know the thinking part of your brain to realize that when you're trying to do something and there's tremendous fear associated with it oh my god this is such a big risk i'm going to lose everything how is this going to work how am i going to make that payment how am i going to pay this employee blah 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 okay understand it's not real it's simply the your way of your subconscious mind just trying to keep you alive and keep you in survival mode because that's all it cares about and so if you are someone that is going to create abundance if you are somebody that is going to bust through your goals so fast that it's going to make everybody's head spin including yours okay then you're going to have to think you're going to have to think greater than your feelings okay you're going to have to use the thinking part of your brain at a level where it can actually question your own feelings very few people do this why because we're never taught this okay i mean through school through work nothing no one teaches us this but that's the only way okay because if you can think and realize that your feelings are not true they're not reality they're simply ways to keep you in place then you have a strategy when something like that comes up you can stay focused on your goal you know you keep your vision in mind and you keep keep at it don't let yourself stop yourself then you start to become the second type of person we talked about where you start to bust through your goals so fast that you your head spins trying to keep up with yourself and that is an exciting life okay so that's what i wanted to talk to you guys about today and so after the break marisa and tom are going to come um and give you real life examples of people who have actually done this that's going to be exciting so stay tuned this is karan dilan host of the show live the dream change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america you are listening to live the dream to reach the show live today please call in to 1-866-472-5795 
That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream. Hello and welcome back from the break. This is Marie Somerset with Live the Dream. I'm a master coach with a contractor's coach. And I want to follow up to what Karen was talking about before the break. And that is how to overcome our internal resistance. Uh, We're talking about living our dream, which means that we basically have a gap between where we are right now and where we would like to be in terms of our lifestyle and the results that we want to get. So if you picture this uh, journey, if you may, right, from one point to the other, uh, the thing is that, especially in business, this is not a, a straightforward path. It's not something that we just start and we keep going and there's no obstacles that come in the way. So we have to face a reality that those obstacles will come. And the key to being successful is to knowing how to manage Uh, those obstacles? What are the plans that we're going to have when they actually show up? And what we are talking about today is actually the internal resistance being the true obstacle, the fear, the doubt, the anxiety that comes up when we face certain day-to-day stuff that makes us rethink things, right? That make us doubt if what we're doing is the right thing to do or not. And it either paralyzes us for the moment or we completely stop on our tracks and even worse, we can revert and go back all the way to square one. So what I want to do today is I want to get very specific of what these um, obstacles look like and also how to understand how to have the clarity of what you're dealing with so that you can actually tackle the real problem and not the problem that you may think you have. So let's start by talking about this path again between where you are right now And what we say in uh, coaching when we work with our clients is between who you are now and the bigger, better person. And what we mean by the bigger, better person is the person that can have the results that you want. And that could be the more money, more time to spend with your family, a new house, uh, whatever it is that you want to have on the other side. That's what we mean by the bigger, better person. So imagine that in this journey from one side to the other, you encounter some rocks in your way, and some are bigger than others, right? Some are little pebbles, some are larger, and some are just big boulders that you encounter all along the way. Right, we're talking about what are those and what does that mean? So let's say in business in particular, what are some of those obstacles that business owners encounter that create this fear, doubt, and anxiety that makes them rethink things and go back? There can be things um, around money. Money is a big trigger, right? And actually, that's the word that I use when working with my clients is what triggers you, you know, to actually run the other way. So money is almost everybody's uh, first response. And that can be, oh, my God, having money for payroll, right? Payroll comes uh, around again, and and I'm short again, and I'm tired of running around uh, collecting checks. So low on cash flow. Uh, Things related to that would be losing, for example, a key project, right? Thinking that you have uh, this, uh, you put out this bid and it's a a nice enough project and you think you have it and then you lose it. And you were already counting in your head with that cash flow, right? Uh, Losing bids, that's something else that can happen, uh, especially when we work with clients at the beginning, we notice very quickly that they're not estimating properly. Right? So they're, they're underestimating. That's why they're struggling to make money. So when we start 
changing that process and putting out the right numbers, what can happen at the beginning is those bids get turned down. And, um, you know, that scares people. It's like, you know, then the fear comes, comes up. Oh, my God, I'm never going to get a yes again. I'm never going to get projects again, right? This, these prices are too high. It, it's just not going to work. That's kind of how it, it goes. Um, another key area that triggers people is around uh, employees, right? So, for example, one of those rocks that I'm talking about that can be a little bit larger would be losing a key employee, right? So, that is something, again, that can trigger people to go, oh, see, this is not going to work every time I get to the spot, something happens, uh, people don't stay, I'm not going to find somebody as good as this person. And it just kind of keeps going on and on like that, right? Or even when they're hiring and they're hiring new employees and it's not working out at the very beginning. So those are examples of, of real life situations that happen, right? That, that people encounter along the way. And what happens is people think that that is the actual problem, Right, so uh, they focus on that problem. They focus on on that event that has happened, and the first step that actually the first thing that has to change is realizing that that's not the real problem. Um, if you imagine these rocks actually not being rocks, but them being, um, you've seen the the photos of icebergs, right? So when you look at an iceberg, they're above the water. You just see the tip, right? And it looks small. But if you, were to, if you were to look underneath, you see that it's actually a huge mass, right? So it's a very different story underneath the surface, right? So these things like the low cash flow and payroll and losing a key employee or losing a bid uh, or a new employee not working out, all of these things that trigger owners in their journey to growth, in their journey to running the business that they really want to have, are really the equivalent of what you see above the surface of an iceberg, which is a very small thing. It's not even the real problem, right? When you look underneath the surface, and, and what I mean by that is when you look now in the subconscious, right? When you look beneath these, these regular day problems that happen in business, that's where you're going to find the real problem, right? Because that's where the fears that are really triggering that anxiety and doubt are living, Right, so it's not that you lost an employee, right? If that were the issue, how is uh, anybody going to be successful in business? I mean, over time, I don't care how great of a business you're running, you are going to have turnover, right? For for a whole different um, set of reasons that have nothing to do with how you're running your business. People are going to move to other states. People are going to retire. People are going to have a family and and, and change their lifestyle. It's just going to happen. Right, so it's, that's not really the trigger. You know, those are just day-to-day business things that any business owner is going to have to deal with. Right? But the, what really happens underneath the surface is the fear of, I'm never going to find somebody as good as this person, or building a team doesn't work. Right? And those um, start sounding like those agreements that we've talked about early in earlier sessions, right? those agreements that we make with ourselves. So we, our subconscious starts kicking in. And that's what can stop us, in, you know, right on our tracks. So when I work with clients, I first help them see, you know, have that clarity, see that that's really not the problem that they are uh, dealing with. Another way of seeing that when you're stuck is, is to ask yourself, you know, if, if I had um, $3 million in a savings account, would I stop now? 
right? And if you answer no, I would keep going, then that's not the real problem, right? It's, it's, it's some other uh, under the surface fear that you have. Um, so first step is the clarity, right? That these day-to-day events that happen in business are going to keep happening even when you run your business perfectly fine and it's not in chaos anymore. Those are things that you're simply going to have to deal with. So in order for these types of triggers not to stop you or not to make you revert to where you were before, you have to have some strategies, right? So what do I mean by that? Some strategies can be pretty simple. So for example, the the strategies around money, right? Are you building a cushion in your business then to deal with money? Uh, because if you had a, a large savings account or, or line of credit or all the, the right uh, backup when it turns to capital, you would not revert. You would not go back on those uh, decisions or the risks that you're taking in order to get to where you want to go. Right? So that's a, a simpler one to, to explain. Now, it may sound simple, but I work with enough business owners to know that uh, that item, you know, of, of saving money uh, for the business as a cushion to be able to take advantage of opportunities uh, doesn't actually make it to the budget, right? So they're always in that state of living, pay, you know, um, not paycheck to paycheck, but almost that client paycheck to paycheck, right? So they're living uh, still in survival mode. Uh, so that's an example of a strategy. When it comes to people, Right? So same idea of if you had a lot of money, would you worry about the next payroll? Uh, same idea of if you had a really good process right, for recruiting good people, for evaluating them and uh, turning, uh, training them really quickly so they become very productive for you very quickly, would you actually allow that to stop you if somebody leaves? right? Or if somebody doesn't turn uh, out to be the right person? No, you just, it'd be a, a short little uh, glitch small little glitch and you would just keep going, right? So those are examples of the practical strategies that um, someone can use. Now, in terms of the strategies for the mindset piece of this, again, the first step is clarity. Understand what the real um, enemy is. And it's not payroll. It's not the employee who left. It's your fear. And understand what is that fear, right? And there are techniques that we actually go through with our clients that allow them to think through that because that's the key, right? Uh, fear is an emotion. Uh, if we get out of that and actually think about it, right? Uh, from a business perspective, that means do the numbers, you know, uh, solve the problem from that perspective. Things are going to change really quickly. So first understand what triggers you, right? Think about your past. Think about what are those situations where you have said, I am going to do this, right? I'm going to achieve this goal no matter what. And however, you end up stopping, right? Go back and think about those moments and think about, well, what happened, right? And don't stop at that above the surface uh, level that I was talking about, right? Don't stop at the, I ran out of money or, or, or this happened. Go further, right? Go underneath and say, well, what was the fear around that, right? And what, what are my agreements around that? What is my way of thinking about that so that you actually change at that level and then you can move forward? So I want to tie all of this together by sharing a story with you that I, I like sharing because it's a, it's a great success story and it explains uh, this process very well. I worked with a client about, um, I think it was about three years ago, and husband and wife team, uh, contractors, they had been in business for 30 years 
and they were still in chaos. And what that meant was that even though they were profitable, uh, they were actually making good money and they weren't working horrible hours. They were working normal hours, but the chaos came from the business still needing them to show up every single day for it to function. And not just to show up, right, but they were the ones that had to open up the shop and close up the shop every single day. And that's why they actually they came to work with me. They wanted to get out of that because they were they were getting into an age where they wanted to start enjoying semi-retirement and they wanted to start thinking about full retirement and they realized that they weren't going to get there if they didn't change that. So we started working and uh, within about um, uh, six months, right, uh, the first kind of uh, rock, right, that first trigger that I talked about earlier came up. So by this time... We had identified, you know, some of their agreements. We have identified some of their uh, fears. We had made a strategic plan with goals, uh, sales goals for them, some profit goals, and, and all that that you would expect to go into into a business plan. Uh, but the six month mark uh, hit, and uh, they came to me, you know, to the regular meeting, and they said, you know what, um, we're about to enter the winter. And uh, what they do as contractors is actually very seasonal, right? So it's, it's not a lot of cash flow in the winter. And they said, we're getting nervous about cash flow. And uh, I think that we should uh, take a break from coaching through the winter and come back. So I dealt with this the way that I deal with it um, all the time and just tell clients uh, the truth about what it means to take a break. Uh, and I always tell them, if, if, if you're not quite there in your mindset, if you haven't really um, uh, changed your agreements, uh, there is no such thing as, as taking a break. You are actually going to revert. And all the time that you have spent, all these six months of, of time and effort and money are going to go to waste, right? I, I've seen it uh, times, you know, I've seen it. So I, I shared that with them and I said, you know, I don't think you're ready to do that. And you're close, you might not see it, but I see it. And let's talk about this cash flow thing, right? What is a real fear? You've been in business for 30 years. You've seen 30 winters, right? You've dealt with this. You know how to do it. What is the real fear, right? So we talked about that. And again, it was a doubt of, well, you know, we're not seeing the, the money situation change yet. Maybe this is not going to work. It's still kind of difficult, right? So it was a very different story than coming in and saying cash flow. Right. Now, to their credit, and I do give them a lot of credit, they actually listened to me and they decided to trust the process and to stay. Right. So about three other months go by and same uh, conversation one more time. Right. Okay. We gave it three more months. Now I think that, uh, you know, we, we learned enough. You know, that was kind of what they said at that point. We learned enough. And uh, we think that we're going to pause now and, um, and go. And uh, I, I like sharing the story because it's kind of funny when you hear it, you know, in hindsight. And I just simply said, no. It's like, you're not leaving. And, and of course, I got a very funny look. Like, what do you mean we're not leaving? And I said, you know, you're, you're so close. You know, you're so close to hitting uh, the goals that we set. And again, right now, your mindset is you still don't believe that you could do this. You haven't really um, cemented or ingrained your new agreements. I think, again, you're going to go back. It's like we really are as close as two or three months, and you're, you're going to hit those sales goals that we talked about. And that's when the real uh, issue came up, 
right? For them at that point, what had triggered this the second uh, resistance was that uh, they had hired an office person that was working okay, but not as great as they wanted uh, that person to work out. And then they had also hired a salesperson, that same story, right? It, it was helping, but not quite. So we talked about that. And then again, the true fear comes out of like, you know, this team, build, this team building thing is not going to work, right? And here's the proof. So we worked through that. And the strategies were to, reassess the people they had hired, what was working, what wasn't working. It turned out that for the office person, it really just needed, she needed some training and then we actually turned things around. And then for the salesperson, it turned out that he was better suited to be a project manager. So they turned that around and all of a sudden everything's working, you know, again, it's on track again. And again, to their credit, they stayed. Right now at that meeting, we also talked about and the real, you know, one of the real fears came out when one of them said, you know, I really don't believe that uh, we can make the sales goals that you, um, you know, that that we worked on that we that we put on the plan. They're just too high. And I said, well, you know, I think you can. And actually, I think you're going to surpass them. Right. So give this two or three months. You're almost there. They did. Right. And uh, then they come, you know, two or three months later and they're smiling all the way to the office. And as soon as we sit down and close the door, I said, "Okay, what's up? Because uh, that's a big smile and you can't contain it. And they said, well, they had surpassed the goals. Right. So I love sharing this story because these are owners that wanted to stop on their tracks, not once, but twice. Right. But they were able to actually put their emotions aside, work with me and see what the real problems were, what the real issues were, right? And get back on track, tweak things, get back on track. And actually, they did get to the other side. And they are now living their dream. They now um, don't have to be in the office all the time. Uh, one of them actually was, you know, hardly in the office now and everything's running really smoothly. They're maintaining those high numbers. They're enjoying their uh, vacation home. They're enjoying their, the home, the, their actual home that they remodeled. They, uh, they're doing all their hobbies. It's a completely different story on the other side, right? So I wanted to share that with you because when you really think, bigger than your feelings, like Karen said at the beginning, and you have the awareness of what the real problem is, what the real enemy is, you actually can keep going. You can keep going through that path. You can make that path actually easier, faster, smoother, and get to the other side. So that's what I wanted to share with you uh, uh, today in my segment. We're going to take a break now, and Tom Pearson is going to come after the break and share uh, some of his stories. See you then. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Get ready for High Vibin' It with host Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibin' It. 
We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Live the Dream. To reach the show live today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Karen. That's K-A-R-A-N at thecontractorscoach.com. Now, back to Live the Dream. Welcome back to Live the Dream. This is Tom Pearson, a master business coach of The Contractors Coach. And I'm here today to share my some of my coaching experiences with you on this subject that we've been talking about. Now, Karen, at the beginning, mentioned that there are two types of clients uh, that we tend to work with. And one both of which have problems that they come here to fix, help us, help them, they come to us to help them fix their problems. So they'll have the problems, they'll fix the problems, they'll grow through this process. And one type of client will stop right there. They'll reach a certain milestone, a certain plateau or level, and they'll decide that's, that's good enough, right? I'm satisfied for now. Um, and I'd uh, like to stop and kind of just go it on my own. And I think I've got what it, what I need to in my, in terms of tools to maintain where I'm at or even grow a little bit, uh, on my own and so forth. So, so they pause or they stop the process of, of coaching and so forth. Um, and, uh, ultimately many of them end up digressing, uh, kind of like an exercise routine, kind of like diets if you've done either one of those. Uh, You know, uh, especially if you've worked with somebody to help you through, like a diet coach or a workout uh, coach, you know, exercise coach or something, fitness coach. Um, You know, while you're working with them, they keep you honest, they keep you accountable, they keep you focused and, and so forth. And then you decide, hey, listen, I've hit my milestones in weight or I've hit my milestones in whatever, whatever it is you're hoping to accomplish. And you say, hey, I think I got this on my own now. So you stop using the coach. What happens in most cases, if you've been there, it, just like in business, is that you begin to atrophy, so to speak. You digress, right? You go back very quickly to your old habits your old default way of doing things, the old default ways of thinking about and feeling about things, which is what you were trying to get away from and trying to fix. Those are the problems you were trying to fix in the first place. And then you end up back there again. Um, the, the second type of person is the person who, yes, comes to have, they have problems, they fix their problems, they grow, but then they continue on they have higher aspirations. They're saying, hey, this was, uh, this is quite remarkable what I've accomplished and I'm not done yet. I really want to go to yet another higher level. And because that next level is a level that they've never played on before, they're still, it's, it's, it's a foreign territory to them. And it's somewhere they haven't gotten to before. They're a little bit unsure how they're going to get there. And that's okay. That's understandable. You know, they haven't been, we haven't been somewhere before. You don't know exactly how to get there, right? So, uh, but they want support. They know that, you know, if left to their own devices, they might just become complacent. 
And if they do, then there's risk involved. We have clients who have come to us when their business is in a state of total chaos. Uh, the business is just running them ragged um, and, uh, and they're tired and overwhelmed. And they don't want to live this way any longer. They want to get control, uh, stabilize their company. And uh, while also growing it, right, and and sort of live a less stressful life, and be able to enjoy the fruit of the labor that they're that and, and they, what they're accomplishing, and so forth. So, um, people will move out of the chaos. And it takes time. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of focus to move out of the to to do the things that are necessary to get your business growing and out of chaos mode and continuing to grow into an what we te- what we call stability, which is the next sort of growth stage above above chaos. Um, but it's also the most dangerous place to be is stability. I mean, while it sounds wonderful, uh, certainly a lot better than chaos, it's a quite a relief. Um, if you then become complacent, it's very easy to slip back into the chaos. And by that, I mean to basically st- stop the um, losing the battle to your little voice that Karn talked about, the little voice that wants you to not grow, that is there to protect you, to ensure your survival. And that little voice starts to get louder and louder and louder when left um, without any resistance to it. When you're not putting up any, your own sort of resistance and countering that, it's going to create enough fear, doubt, and worry in you to get you to stop maybe even retreat back to where it's convinced you is safety. When in reality, it's, you're, it's, it's basically taking the growth that you've achieved and erasing that growth. So we've had clients who want to continue on, want to keep moving forward and accelerate, get to the next level, get to a playing field they haven't been to before, and know that they're probably going to encounter from their subconscious mind a whole lot more of fear, doubt, and worry because they're entering yet into another sort of unsafe place, at least in the the subconscious mind, the way it thinks about where you're going is someplace that is unknown and therefore unsafe and it needs to protect you. This is a battle that goes on all the time with clients, with with business owners, period. It doesn't have to be our clients, any business owners in general. Some understand the game that's being played, some don't. Uh, And the ones that do understand what's going on have a chance uh, to combat that have a chance to create some tools and processes for themselves to overcome those kinds of challenges. We tend we use a term in our coaching called terror barrier. And it's when you hit the terror barrier. So imagine, if you will, like a big wall in front of you, right? And that wall is terrifying. It's large, it's imposing, it's difficult, it's scary. Uh, what if I start to climb this wall and I fall? right? I mean, you, you, you get the idea, right? This is what we're calling a barrier and it's terrifying that barrier. However, we all at the same time understand that what's on the other side of that barrier, if we could just overcome it or crash through that barrier, uh, break through it is growth is great. It's so much more goodness on the other side. The question, then we were confronted with the challenge or the, the decision really do we want to crash through it or do we want to retreat back to safety? Okay. And that's where, that's why we call it the terror barrier. All right. So the idea here is to share, I'm going to share a story with you about a couple of companies, one of which is a construction company that uh, I worked with for a few years. 
And um, the first about year and a half or so working with them, they had a lot to overcome in their business. There was certainly a lot of chaos. Um, they had, they weren't making money. They had made money in at sporadically in the prior years, but at this point they were not making very much money. And it was a family owned business. So you had husband and wife and and so forth involved. And, uh, and, you know, because of the stress of not making money, they were certainly at odds with one another. Uh, they didn't agree on a number of things and so forth. So they're creating a lot more stress, of course, uh, within their business uh, because they weren't on the same page. So as we started to, real, to identify the problems in their business and fix those problems, a lot of that had to happen through their own uh, the, the development, personal development, so to speak, or mindset development of the owners, giving them tools to be able to deal with it. Because the thing about, as Karin said, about the subconscious mind and the terror barrier is that people tend to stop when things become uncomfortable, okay? When decisions or when actions that need to be taken, um, things that need to be said, are, be, are there's a level of discomfort with those. That's when a lot of people see that as a, a barrier, and they retreat. They run away from it. They resist going through that, that discomfort. But yet, you know, that's really where the growth is. Uh, and that discomfort level can be so high, the barrier, so to speak, the wall, so high that people will refuse to climb it, uh, despite all the goodness that's on the other side, if they could just get through it, right? So the idea here is really, think about it this way, uh, become comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is really one of the key lessons that my clients need to learn early is that growth comes with discomfort, okay? Change is required to grow. Change is uncomfortable for most people, right? It's uncomfortable. So if, you're, if you have high aspirations and you know you're need, you want to grow your business several levels above where it is right now, every time you hit to get to the next level, you're going to have to change things. You're going to have to become somewhat uncomfortable and you're going to have to be good with that. You're going to have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's just the way it is. And that's what's going to, if you understand that and you, and that you can make a you sort of agree that that's the way it's going to be, uh, then you can have a di whole different perspective on your ability at, at, on change, actually, and see that uncomfortableness is not your instincts telling you to back off, this is not going to work, but rather understanding where it's really coming from, which is deep in your subconscious mind. That subconscious mind, who, as Karin pointed out, the job of it is to ensure your survival, which means to not have you take risks that in its in the subconscious mind believes could jeopardize your survival, then it's going to create as much, uh, use the weapons it has, which is the fear, doubt, and worry, create as much of that as possible to push you back, to make you retreat. So this construction company I'm talking about, you know, where they went was they got, they solved their problem. They came with problems, fixed a lot of their problems. We got back into the green or the black, I guess you would say the profits, right? They were growing their business. Things were going well. And at that point they decided, let's stop. You know, well, I think we've got it from here. Well, about six months later, they called and said, we need to re, we need to, to rethink this and restart the program. And not to my surprise, they had fallen back into some old habits, right? They had 
retreated. They stopped using the tools that they were given to use. Uh, they took them for granted that they, that they mastered them already and that they had them. But the subconscious, the subconscious mind and the, the things that had been creating the problems to begin with have been there in their subconscious mind, have lived there for so many years. They were so well, deeply rooted in the subconscious mind. They don't come out easy, right? You can tune, tune them, turn them down. You can, uh, you know, kind of uh, so replace them in a sense, not really replace them, but you can shift your thought, your thinking to other things that that give you the encourage you to, to keep moving forward in the face of discomfort okay but uh, in the absence of you know this is something that has to be done on a repetition basis it's if you stop it's just like exercising right if you stop going to the gym you've been going to the gym say for a, for a year you've grown you're stronger you're bigger you're, you know and so forth right what happens when you stop going to the gym for three months or six months or another year you don't keep all those gains the games go away. You give them back. Okay, it's the same sort of scenario that happens with the mind. And that's what was happening with this construction company. A lot of the things that they had ironed out, a lot of the little voices that they were hearing that were, you know, like really sort of creating a tremendous amount of resistance to take risks and to move forward and to do things that they were uncomfortable doing, were those, those little voices were now winning where before they were beating that little voice and shutting it up because they had tools to do it. They weren't using the tools. That little voice came back stronger and bigger than ever. So they came back and, and sure enough, that's the first place we went was let's talk about why these things are happening. What's happened? Why are it is that you've regressed? And so we got back into using those tools and their business, sure enough, turned around and took back off again, back into profits and back into growth and so forth. Right. All because it wasn't because anything really changed in terms of, you know, uh, the tools that they were using or the situations that they were encountering. It was the way that they had changed or, you know, that stop using what they had learned uh, to use, uh, stop using what was working. And that made the biggest difference in the world. And this happens quite often with people. And, you know, when you think about every time you hit, you know, the, the, this terror barrier, right? It really, and, and your subconscious mind starts to run away with, with stories and that it, it imagines. Um, I think we talked about it earlier. These feelings creates these feelings that uh, challenge, um, that challenge you. Uh, these feelings are the ones that, um, you know, are so intense in terms of um, sort of you know, tie associated with negative outcomes, uh, the possibility for something bad to go happen and what kind of pain I'll have to experience if that happens, the financial pain or the emotional pain or, and so forth. You got to challenge these. We talked about this earlier. It's you got to challenge the truth, the reality, the validity of the feelings that you're experiencing, that the subconscious mind is, is conjuring up. Because in all, in, in all reality, they probably are not true or they're, the probability of them happening is so darn low that it's ridiculous. Uh, it's the, the, the odds are actually tilted way in your favor rather than against you. The way that the subconscious mind works when it's trying to protect us, 
Okay. It's kind of a, you know, it's, it's, you gotta be, you gotta thank it for being there. It's, I, I appreciate the nobleness of trying to protect me, but I don't need protection. I need warnings. I need to be aware of things, but I don't need to be scared out of taking the right steps. And that's what the subconscious mind is doing. So, this imagined reality, which is this, what the subconscious is doing of all this painful, all these painful consequences, oftentimes is blown way out of proportion. It's not at all real or it's, it's highly improbable, improbable, okay, if we really challenge it. So my advice to you is when you feel yourself, feel, when you have those feelings uh, of doubt and worry uh, and fear, challenge the validity the reality of those of those feelings okay you'll find if you do that you'll it'll probably even make you laugh how silly and how much how exaggerated those thoughts and feelings are when you can do that and get there and you realize how silly they are it's very easy to overcome it's very easy to change another way of also getting through your terror barrier is to think about your past successes, you know, you, wherever you are today is not where you started. So whatever you've been doing up to get yourself to this point, I'm sure that you've had to break through some terror barriers on your way to, to getting to where you are right now. I mean, if you just do yourself a favor, think back through some of the challenges that you've had to face to get to where you are today right? Some of the breakthroughs that you've had to make. You've got a track record. Okay, we often don't give ourselves credit. We don't go back into the past and think about this much, but we actually have a very, very good track record. It doesn't mean everything went well. We made mistakes. Certainly things didn't all go our way, but we got to where we are today because we took some risks. We got outside of our comfort zone. We did things that we had to do that we, or not we didn't have to do them, but we knew if we did do them, they could lead to some additional success for us. And you were able to get yourself, even though you were experiencing worry, doubt, and fear, you were able to get yourself to do that. You were able to overcome those feelings of fears, doubts, and worries, and did something that really helped your business. So take, go to the past to gather up some good experiences that will help give you encouragement and give you confidence that you can do it yet again when you're up against your next terror barrier. So that's what I would say. And understand that if you also go look in the past, one more thing, if you look in the past and you look at times when you took some risk, took some chance and didn't succeed, you didn't get the outcome you were hoping for, look at see what was the consequence. Remember when you were in that situation, what was your subconscious mind, your little voice telling you how, you know, it's probably giving you fear, doubt, and worry, major consequences, uh, and so forth. But think about what was the real consequence after it was all said and done? Was it as bad? Was it as nasty and scary and, and everything as you had dreamed it up to be, as your little voice had conjured up? Probably not. I bet there's a lot, most of those situations, nowhere near what your little voice was telling you about how bad the outcome could be for you. So think about that too. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we've got a, we all have a track record of that. So, you know, consider using those tools to help you overcome your fears, doubts, and worries and crush through your own terror barriers. Thank you for tuning in to Live the Dream. Please join Karen Dillon along with Tom Pearson and Marissa Marseille for another program next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a dream living week.